Welcome to Volunteer Connection, the podcast for Girl Scout troop leaders. What's beautiful about Girl Scouts is that it takes girls outside of their comfort zones and encourages them to learn and grow and change the world. But Girl Scouts doesn't just do these great things for girls. It does the same things for the adults in the movement, too. This podcast is to celebrate those amazing adults, to share lessons learned, advice, and best practices, and to tell their stories. I'm back with another retention episode. We already talked about volunteer retention, so now I want to talk about year-over-year girl retention. Let's start with a question. Ask yourself, what is your retention like? Do you have a lot of girl turnover? Do you have a lot of girls who come back every single year? Um, If you have a really high retention rate, meaning most of your girls are coming back each year, that's a good indicator that you're probably doing a lot of the things on my episode that I'm about to share already, which is great. But it's still good to be aware of what you're doing. Um, So what are some of the reasons girls or their families gave you when a girl did not come back? Did they give you a lot of notice? Did you see it coming or was it like a total surprise and you were completely blindsided? Um, My troop, the first year I kind of knew about retention, so I knew what the rates were. And so I anticipated that there was going to be some girl turnover my first year. And I was nervous to see who was going to come back. And um, I was blown away that we had 100% retention, every single girl from the first year came back the second year blown away. Then the second year we added a couple of new girls um, and we actually, we added two new girls, two or three? No, we added three new girls. Two of the three new girls did not come back. One dropped out in the middle of the year. She was at a cookie booth one day and then I got an email from her mom the next day saying she's done and we're not gonna push her, she's over it. Um, and I was really surprised because it seemed like she had fun at the cookie booth. We were interacting totally normally, had no idea it was coming. Um, so yeah, just still don't know what that was all about. Um, another of the three new girls moved across town. So she ended up seeking out a new troop on her new side of town. Totally understandable. Had nothing to do with me. In fact, they actually said if they couldn't find a troop that they integrated as well to, they were going to change their minds and commute back to our troop. So again, nothing that our troop could have done differently. They just moved away. Then um, we had a one of the original girls, one of the very first girls who was part of our troop decided not to come back. Um, the reason her family gave us was that it was too much sugar. <laughs> very confusing. I feel like there's more to the story there. But yeah, based on our interactions with the family, I can't say I was 100% super shocked. I think that they didn't necessarily have expectations of what they were going to get out of Girl Scouts and therefore their expectations were not met. Um, Too much sugar to me seems like a stretch. Yes, we sell cookies. We don't eat a ton of them. And I don't know. Anyways. One good thing to do is to start tracking the reasons that you're being told why your girls are leaving and also make your own notes of what you think might have led to that decision. Some things they're just not going to tell you. Some things they're going to tell you and it's going to be too late for you to do anything about. But but keeping track of those reasons and, and looking for any patterns year over year 
that is definitely going to be helpful and insightful. Some people will say to you that this is something that you shouldn't take personally um, when girls quit. Essentially, they'll tell you, don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on girl retention. Just move on. Um, And that does help as far as the emotional investment, like taking it personally really, really hurts. But we should definitely be focused on girl retention to help girls get the most out of Girl Scouts and to ensure that we're providing the best possible experience for girls. Otherwise, what is the point? And sometimes it really isn't personal. Girls move, they have competing priorities, and they rely on parent support. And speaking of parent support, family buy-in is a big one for retention. Like, I hear all the time on these forums about parents being frustrated or disagreeing with things about how the troop is read, and everybody just comments back, like, too bad, it's girl-led, like, they'll get over it. (laughs) Have you ever seen that on, like, a Girl Scout forum or a Facebook group? Like, oh, the parents disagree or they don't approve of what girls want to do with the cookie money or a variety of other examples of times parents question how the troop is being run. And people are just like, oh, girl led, girl led. But the reality is if the parents are frustrated and they aren't having their expectations met or they don't approve of troop activities or functionality, do you honestly think those girls are going to continue to come back? So I've specifically seen like, oh, the girls want to use the cookie money for something fun and the parents want to use it for uniforms. So what do we do? And I think that honestly, the correct answer to me in that situation is to talk to the parents about the fact that like, okay, we could use it for uniforms, but then in order to do something fun with the troop, in order to do activities with the troop, you're going to have to pay out of pocket. (laughs) at least nominally, is that is that how you want to do things? Like, I, I mean, we can do things that way, but it's going to cost money one way or the other. So, you know, help me, help you. Do you want to buy the uniform or do you want to pay for the event? <laughs> um, anyways, having those conversations with parents, that's um, like going to be a big one. And then um, In general, like, how can we build rapport with parents and families so that we know they're on board and support Girl Scouts? Um, For us, I would say parent meetings, end-of-year surveys. I know people are a little split on end-of-year surveys or parent meetings to get feedback because, again, girl-led, blah, blah. Um, But I actually think this is essential. We do an end-of-year survey, and I'm going to do a whole episode about parent meetings and end-of-year surveys But we do an end of year survey where we actually ask the parents, what are your expectations? When you signed your kid up for Girl Scouts, what did you hope that she would get out of it? What were the reasons why you signed her up to begin with? How long do you foresee her staying in Girl Scouts? Do you see this as an elementary school thing? Do you see this as a um, middle school thing? Do you see this through 12th grade? You know, did you sign up for this so that she could get college scholarships? Or did you sign up for this because she wanted to sell cookies? you know, what's your impression and what are your expectations? Did you expect that this was going to be religious? Did you expect that we were going to be more active or less active or about the same and so on and so forth? Um, I also think parent communication and transparency is essential. You really need to be transparent with your parents and you need to communicate with them 
frequently. Talk to them about what's going on with the troop. Talk to them about the decisions that are being made. Talk to them about the events that are coming up or the ideas that you have. Talk to them about what the girls have been talking about. Talk to them about what you witness. Talk to them about the impact of Girl Scouts and GSLE. Talk to them about the badges they're earning and what they're getting out of those badges, why those badges are important, um, and so on and so forth. Like, make sure you're communicating and being really transparent. You want to be informative, and you also want to ask questions. Like, ask them, what do they expect? What do they think? What is their impression? Do they think that their girl has an adult they can trust in this troop? Do they think that the events are well-run and well-coordinated? Do they? Because if they say no, if they say, if they have negative feedback, the girl's not going to come back, period, right? It's just something that we need to know. And also, you can even invite parents to come to your planning sessions. If you're doing the year plan um, process that I covered in the previous um, episode, or if you're doing something similar, that's your own thing. When you have these meeting plan or these planning meetings with your uh, troop leadership, invite parents to come. They might not take you up on it, but if they choose to take you up on it, then they're going to hear the very real conversations of all of the work that goes into planning this troop, and that's going to give them a new level of understanding and perspective. Likewise, if they don't come, then they're less likely to complain about a lack of transparency because you invited them. They're the ones who chose not to show. It's not your fault. Also, follow GSLE. That doesn't mean just regurgitate the journeys and the badge work as written. Um, because tons of people have said that their girls find it boring or school-like. GSLE means girl-led, learning by doing, and cooperative learning. Girl-led means the four program pillars, outdoors, outdoor programming, STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and math programming, entrepreneurship programming, and life skills. Entrepreneurship specifically, we're talking about the five skills girls learn during cookie season, goal setting, decision making, money management, people skills, business ethics. GSLE means the outcomes, the sense of self, positive values, challenge seeking, healthy relationships, community problem solving. So as we're planning meetings and activities or events or field trips or so on, make sure that everything you do is tied to at least one, if not more, of those principles of GSLE. And try to have a variety and a sampling of all of those things so that you have a, a comprehensive balance of the whole program. And you want to get girl feedback. You can do this at the beginning of the year, talking to girls about what's coming up, what they're excited for, what they want to do. You can do it throughout the year. How did you feel about this? What did you like the most? What did you like the least? What specifically about this event did you enjoy? And then you can also talk about it at the end of the year. What was your favorite thing we did this year? What are your best memories? What do you want to do again? What do you want to build on? Some of the reasons that I personally have heard of for girls switching troops or quitting Girl Scouts altogether are, these are real reasons that I've heard. Um, discord among troop leadership or between troop leaders and parents. So if you guys disagree among the troop leaders or if the parents and the troop leaders disagree. So for that, you're going to want conflict resolution skills. You're going to want to be building healthy relationships among your adults involved in the situation. And you want transparency and communication. Another reason I've heard is the troop isn't active enough. The troop doesn't have enough activities planned for families to feel that girls are getting the full experience. And usually that means they know someone in another troop who's doing more. So what are some ways you can fill up your calendar without breaking your back? 
some people have cited that the reason they're quitting is because a troop meets too often. Especially as girls get older, troops tend to meet less frequently. Instead of weekly, maybe they meet every other week or even monthly. Some of the older girl troops even do like once a quarter for like an overnight or a whole weekend. So what does it take to keep girls in? How do you know if your troop as a whole is meeting the right amount? And one of the ways that I know is because I ask the parents at this point, I mean, my girls are too young to say really if they meet too often, but I ask the parents, how often would you like our troop to meet? Is this too much, too little, or just right? (laughs) They know what other schedules they're balancing. They know what their kid is balancing. So they're going to tell you like, you know, we have 8 million other activities going on across five siblings. Like I can't make this many meetings work. So they'll tell you. Um, I've also heard people say Girl Scouts cost too much money. Now, this doesn't actually, usually, mean that Girl Scouts is actually too expensive. Most of the time, Girl Scouts cost significantly less than other competing co-curricular activities for kids. So what this excuse really means is that families don't see the value of their money. So how do we better communicate with them about why Girl Scouts is important and what we provide for these girls, what the outcomes and the impact are for girls, the short-term, the intermediate, and the long-term impact? I've also heard, oh, they didn't earn enough badges. Yes, this is a real one. Interestingly, our oldest girls in my troop have recently been leaning in more and understanding our troop finances, and they're actually appalled at how much money we spend on badges. So their opinion is they want to do fewer badges and patches for things. But parents might think badges are important. Why would they think this? Um, Probably because it represents productivity to them. It's representative of Girl Scouts and it's representative of accomplishment. So they might otherwise be thinking, what are you actually doing with your time with these girls? And that, again, goes back to the communication piece. Do parents even understand what you're offering, what you're doing at each meeting, what girls are getting out of it? Tell them and use GSLE language when you are describing your meeting plans or events and field trips. The significance and outcome, the impact, the skills, etc. But also make sure girls are receiving badges when they earn awards. Fun patches can also help with the perception. Especially when parents see other troops or other Girl Scouts with super jam-packed full uniforms. Okay, so that's it for today. I have been referencing GSLE outcomes and long-term Girl Scout impact a lot, so if that feels overwhelming or if you want to go deeper about what I'm actually talking about, there are several other episodes on here about GSLE. GSLE is the Girl Scout leadership experience. It's all about what activities girls do, how those activities are structured, why we do those activities, and what girls get out of those activities in those ways. It's something you should definitely be super familiar with, You will get more out of Girl Scouts and so will your girls. So check out those other episodes and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you get a notification whenever we release a new episode. We talk about the research and the structure of the program a lot and then try to give you actionable ways to use that information with your troop as effectively as possible. So you don't want to miss a thing. Do you think these episodes are helpful? Does it give you some things to think about? Do you think your troop is well positioned for long-term retention? Drop me a review and let me know what you think that's all for today's episode. We want to tell your story too. If you or someone you know is interested in being on the podcast, check us out at www.girlscoutpodcast.com. We want to hear from you. This podcast is not affiliated with or endorsed by GSUSA. 
It is completely run by volunteers and girls. Follow us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or at www.girlscoutpodcast.com.